0: Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. We're going to read Matthew 4, verse 8 through 11. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Get away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. This is the third and final temptation, and it's similar to the second, but a little more acute. See, in the second temptation, uh, Jesus was tempted to prove, to prove to himself that he was the Lord's chosen one. But in this one, he's shown all the kingdoms of the world and he's told that he can have them right now if he'll simply worship Satan. Now, at first glance, you're like, that's a little odd. Why would Jesus worship Satan? (laughs) Um, How is this tempting to Jesus? Uh, Jesus isn't power hungry. Obviously, if he was, he just would have stayed Uh, in heaven, essentially, and not giving up his glory to come to earth. So he's not power hungry. So how could Satan possibly think that showing him all the kingdoms of the world would seduce Jesus? Unless Jesus is being tempted not with evil, but with good. Unless what Satan is preying on is Jesus's love. See, what is Satan showing Jesus? He's essentially showing him the last page of the story. Like, all the kingdoms of the world will be Jesus's in the end. They were already created through him, and they're going to return to their rightful place as under his sovereignty and lordship. So what is the temptation? It's simply to skip to the last page of the story. When Jesus rules on that last day, he will rule with peace. There will be peace and joy and love and no more war or hatred or violence. So as Jesus stands on that mountain and looks out over all the kingdoms of the world, he doesn't see his own selfish glory as you and I would see. Rather, he sees what he longs for more than anything else, a world at peace. He sees a world where brother doesn't rise up against brother. He sees his family united with their God, and that's what he desires more than anything else. He can have it now, says Satan. He can have it all right now. What is more, he can have it without undergoing the painful process set his feet by God, which will end in his death. See, the temptation is for Jesus to grab the pen out of the author's hand. Or as George MacDonald writes, If Jesus says no to Satan here, and he walks back down the mountain, then he must see tears without wiping them. He must hear sighs without changing them into laughter. He must see the dead lie and let them lie. He must see Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted. He must look on his brothers and sisters crying as children over their broken toys, and he must not mend them. He must go on to the grave and they will not understand that thus he is setting all things right for them. The disappointment and the sorrow and the fear he could and he would bear. The will of God should be done. Humanity should be free, not merely man as he thinks of himself, but man as God thinks of him. See, the temptation is to deliver his family now not to rule his family now. The devil is preying upon his love. Stanley Hauerwas writes, the devil is but another name for our impatience and our desire to write our own stories. We want bread. We want to force God's hand to rescue us. We want peace and we want it all now. I know many of you listening want a spouse or just a deep friend or just for the loneliness to go away. You want children. You want your career to take off. Many of you just want someone to recognize your efforts and your talents. And how could God not want that too? Doesn't he know that that would make you so happy? Doesn't a good father give his child bread? Doesn't a good God heal his people? Doesn't God want the peace of the world too? And you're tempted, just like I am, to grab the pen out of the author's hand and say, God, the way you're writing my story is too much. I'll take it from here. Because if we allow God to write the story, it'll probably end in a similar way that Jesus has ended, misunderstood, rejected, and on a cross. And what is more, you and I, we're not even being tempted as Jesus was tempted. We're not even being shown the final page of the story. See, if if Satan had showed us the glory that is coming to you and me when Christ returns to this world and said, you can have it all now, just bow down, I'd be done. Be like, yep, okay, (laughs) don't send me back. Let me just stay here. But right now we're told Jesus is our bread. Jesus is our salvation, and Jesus is our peace, and that we learn to wait with him in a world of hunger, idolatry, and war. In a certain sense, you and I can't even relate with Jesus's temptations because we've already been offered all three of these, and we've already taken them. We've already failed. It's already done. But in the same way that the Spirit led Jesus, the Spirit is still leading you. No matter how many times you stumble, no matter how much of the time you don't understand why this road, why this page, why God is writing your story this way, you still have a choice to say, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, we... um, We just pray for the courage to allow you to continue writing our stories. It's painful in many, many places. We don't understand what you're doing, but you can continue writing. And we'll continue following Jesus, seeing the the arc of his story and realizing that a similar path awaits us. Be with us, Lord. We love you. Amen thanks again for tuning in to another episode of the bite to find out more about the mission and ministry of hope brooklyn and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org